Uh, I love it when I can tell that you are excited about being in worship and hearing from God. Sometimes as we worship together, uh, you can just tell that the people are excited to be in God's presence and uh, I could just feel it this morning. Well, today I am wrapping up the series, Blessed with What? Uh, and we've been looking at blessings from God that you might not immediately think of as blessings from God. And I was wrestling this week, to be honest with you, of whether or not to hit the blessing of giving, because we all know it's more of a blessing to give than receive. But I'm not sure that if we looked where our, me included, looked where our money went, that we could convince God that we believe that truth. But the other blessing that we don't immediately think of as blessings is going through storms in life with Jesus, and that's a blessing. So I don't know if it's just where I've been at spiritually or just kind of being burdened, praying for all of you that I know have significant burdens in your life, uh, but that's the blessing we're going to hit this morning. So if you want to write that down, your first fill in the blank from the sermon note sheet in back is, we are blessed to go through storms in life with Jesus. And the scripture that we're going to focus on this morning is Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. And I'm going to read a section of that and kind of preach a little bit and kind of bounce back and forth between reading the scripture and preaching. So starting with verse 35, that day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. So if you look to the beginning of Mark chapter 4, you see that Jesus had started to preach the beginning of the day on the water's edge from a boat. I want to just look at that. Once again, Jesus began teaching by the lake shore. A very large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat in the boat while all the people remained on shore. So picture the scene. There's such a large crowd. They're crowding in on Jesus. He, he actually gets in a boat, pushes off a little bit, and then speaks to this huge crowd of people gathered on the seashore. What a beautiful place to do church. All you beach lovers, you can picture we're there like right now. But when evening came, instead of fighting his way through the entire crowd, and oftentimes they would follow Jesus as he went through a crowd and not leave him alone. In order to get some rest, I believe, he says to his disciples, let's just go to the other side of the sea. It, it took about two hours to get to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. And by the time Jesus got there, most likely it would be dark. So Jesus and his disciples could get out of the boat, not be seen by a bunch of people. Anybody else like not want to be seen by people some days, you know, uh, kind of got out of the boat, snuck, you know, and went and found some rest. This must have sounded like a great idea 
to the disciples because they took him along, we are told, just as he was in the boat. Meaning they didn't go get food first. They didn't, they didn't do anything else. They, they just heard the idea and said, all right, let's go to the other side of the lake. Now, we're not told if all the disciples just didn't fit in one boat. But we are told that there were other boats with him as they headed across the sea. But sometime that evening, we'll pick up with verse 37. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat. Uh, We can add S to that because there were other boats with them. The waves broke over the boats so that they were nearly swamped. Now, you may have guessed But swamp means that the waves crashed over the boat and that they were in danger of filling the boat and being at the bottom of the sea, which is never a good idea uh, if you are in a boating mood. But life can feel like that, right? Do you know that sometimes life feels like the waves are crashing over the sides and that you're not going to make it? How many of you have ever felt like your life, like you're going to be swamped? Uh, most of you, most of you know what it's feeling like, oh my gosh, God, I can't take any more of this. In those moments, it's like, God, don't you care? I'm drowning here. I've been there too. Sometimes in those moments, it feels like verse 38. Jesus was in the stern sleeping on a cushion. Now, I have to be honest and say I kind of like that verse because I see the first half of verse 38 as a biblical mandate for a Sunday afternoon nap. As somebody that preaches and teaches every single week, that's how I'm reading this. And you can use this verse with your kids for free. You can say, look, look, it's right here in the Bible. Jesus did church, and then after he did church, he took a nap. So we should too. Amen. Try it this afternoon. See if it works. Let me know. But on the other hand, I don't like this verse at all. Because there are times when I've felt swamped. And like it really, really feels like Jesus is sleeping in the stern of the boat. Now, maybe you don't know what I'm talking about. But at those times, I wrestle. When I'm going through one of those seasons in life and the storm's raging, the waves are crashing over, and I'm not sure if I'm going to make it to the other side. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It's in those times. It just feels better if I can see that Jesus is awake and that he knows what's going on and that he's got his hand on it and that everything is going to be okay. And man, when Jesus is revealing himself in the storm, and I can see answers to prayer, and I see his power, when I know he's got this, then I am praising God and singing hallelujah. But when Jesus appears to be sleeping in my storm, I get a little nervous, waves get higher, things start spinning, and I can panic 
Anybody else panic? If you sometimes panic, say, me too. Yeah, okay, so it's not just me. The disciples, Jesus' closest friends, the, the, the people who were already following him, they panicked. Look at verse, the last half of verse 38. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? Like, I've prayed that. <laughs> Jesus, are you going to sleep while I get swamped? Don't you care that I just lost my job? Can't you see my kids are sick? Can't you see my marriage isn't going to make it? Jesus, wake up. Thankfully, the truth is God never sleeps and nothing is out of his control. Verse 39, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the waves died down and it was completely calm. So that's the first blessing of going through the storm with Jesus. Jesus can reveal the power of God over your storm. Do you believe that? Do you, do you believe that? Do you believe that Jesus has the power to say into your storm, quiet, be still? Do you believe he can make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way? He is a healer of hearts. He is a restorer of people. He is a comfort for the hurting. He is peace for the restless. He brings the dead to life. Do you believe Jesus can say, quiet, be still into your storm? He can do it. Nothing is out of his control. Let me ask you another question. Is your love and your worship dependent on God calming that storm? Can, can you praise him just for who he is instead of what he could do, might do? We just sang a song that said, nothing else, nothing else. God, you don't owe me anything. All I want is you. Is it true? It is, it, or is your worship dependent on God coming through to calm that storm? Sometimes, listen, sometimes the most passionate, authentic praise is the praise we give God before his provision. Amen. Praise you, Father. Not for what you think I'm, what you think I'm gonna do, but just God for who you are. You are worthy. Now, we should always remember the power of God over our past storms. In faith, we should always, always pray, Lord, do it again, <laughs> do it again. Jesus, do it again. Calm this storm. But, but don't, don't let the feeling of being swamped convince you that you need to throw Jesus out of the boat 
in the current storm. For some reason, Jesus expected the disciples to have faith and trust him in the current storm. And he called them out when they didn't. And as soon as the wind and the waves calmed down, as soon as Jesus spoke his power over that storm, he said this in verse 40. He said to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? You see, it wasn't that Jesus wasn't going to do it again. It's just that he wanted the disciples to trust who he was before he did it again. In part, I think Jesus expected them to trust him because of what he had already been doing in Mark's gospel. Up to the point where Jesus calmed that storm, Jesus has been teaching and preaching and healing the sick and the lame walked and lepers were healed and he cast out evil spirits. He had been displaying God's power over the storms of life. And when the next one came, the disciples said, don't you care if we drown here? Still didn't get who he was. And Jesus wanted worshiped for who he is, the Messiah, God Almighty. They hadn't put it together yet. Have you? Look at verse 41. They were terrified after Jesus calmed the storm. They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. It was Jesus, the Messiah, the great I am. We need to read the word and remind ourselves of who God is. Look back on your life and, and remember the things that God has done, the storms that he has calmed in your past. Remember and pray. Ask him to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. But worship him for who he is. Let me put all that together. Remember what God has done. Ask him to do it again, but always worship him for who he is. What God will do in you as you do that is the second blessing of going through storms with Jesus. You will know Jesus deeply as you go through the storm together. You see, you can, you can enjoy God on the mountaintop. You, you can enjoy him on the calm lakes with the beautiful sunsets. And he will take your breath away for the things that he has done and the things he has created. But you will get to know him deeply as you go through the storms of life together. He will deepen your faith and your trust in who he is. I think the more we do that, the more we trust God in a storm, the more faith, our faith begins to look like James painted what faith could be. This is James chapter one. He's the brother of Jesus. 
Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I believe God wants to do a new work in our heart, my heart, your heart this morning. Because I believe that some of us are going through storms that literally feel like they are spinning out of control. There are people here that have felt swamped even this past week. And it's time for us to cry out to Jesus, not in fear, to praise him just for who he is. He is worthy. He can calm your storm. You've seen it before. And it's okay to pray. Do it again. Pray it and keep praying it. But God wants to take us deeper. We're going to realize that the better place to be is in the boat with Jesus during the wildest storm that this life can drum up than to be all alone on a calm sea. It's better to be with Jesus. God, you don't owe us anything. I'm not here for anything that you can do, anything you've done. I'm here just for you, just to worship you, just for who you are, just because I need you, I trust you, I know, but I also believe that you can do it again. Do it again, please. I pray, do it again. But I worship you for who you are. Keep praying, keep wrestling, but don't let go of Jesus. Hold on. Because he has the power to calm your storms. For those of you who are feeling swamped, for those of you who are struggling, I, I want to pray this morning. So let's, let's bow our heads. And if you're feeling swamped this morning, I pray God does it again, but that he takes you deeper in this storm. God, I want to pray for my brothers and sisters in Christ. God, for those who are struggling, for those who are struggling to hold on. God, we just hold on and we worship you because we trust you. But God, we're going to keep praying. Do it again. We're going to worship you. Not, not God, for what we want you to do, what we know you can do, but just for who you are. It's safer with you. And we're going to stick to you. We're going to stay in the boat. We're not going to toss you out. We're going to remain with you. God, when we don't understand, when we don't see your provision, when we fail to recognize your presence, you're still with us, God. We're gonna hold on, we're gonna cling to you. We're gonna keep worshiping, we're gonna keep praying. We're gonna keep asking God, do it again. But nothing, absolutely nothing, is gonna get in the way of our worship, God, because we love you and we trust you. And all God's people say, amen.